0: Welcome to the Church Leadership Podcast, your weekly source for encouraging and equipping local church leaders, with your hosts, Mark Gainey and Andy Frazier. In each episode, Andy and Mark sit down with church leaders that you should know. We believe these honest conversations
1: will be helpful and encouraging to you as you lead the local church. Here is this week's episode. Welcome to episode number 93 of the Church Leadership Podcast. We are inching our way toward the 100th episode and we couldn't be more excited for that, but we're excited about today's episode. If you're new to our podcast, welcome uh, to the podcast nation and uh, we'd love for you to subscribe. We don't want you to miss a single episode and we'd love for you to rate our podcast if you're new or not. And you can do that at rate this podcast.com slash CLP. And I just want to take a moment to say thank you to everyone who has really joined our podcast this year, uh, in the last year and a half. And, uh, man, it's been awesome. We've, we've, uh, we've loved every minute of it and uh, we're excited to what's, what's coming down the pike in the next few weeks and months at the church leadership podcast. So we've got an awesome episode for you today. This week on the Church Leadership Podcast, we have a very special guest
0: with us, uh, a guy we picked up off the street just a few <laughs> minutes right. ago. So. Uh, uh, this is our great friend, Kevin Bowman. Uh, I'll let him introduce himself in just a second and tell us everything we need to know about Kevin. But uh, Kevin serves at Grace Baptist Church with me. Uh, he's our associate pastor and he's my good friend. So we're so glad that you took time out of your busy schedule of Hunting season, that's right. Yeah. yeah, it's 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 deer season here. So uh, you, you you stepped out of the woods for a little while to come and join us. So we appreciate you being with yep. us on the podcast today. We love you, my brother. I love you too.
1: Hey,
2: now, can y'all remind me what y'all's names are? Yeah. <laughs> Look today,
1: I mean it's it's we say this a lot with special episode, but it really is because you don't know this, but Kevin has been on the other side of the camera and other side of the mic. For a lot of our episodes. We kind of jokingly call him key grip number one because he really has been a part of our podcast since the very beginning. And uh, and it's, be, it's also because he's a great friend of ours and on staff with Andy's church. And so uh, it's a very unique episode because we're going to really ask Kevin about his story and his journey. And so, Kevin, thanks for being on the podcast. And I'm going to start right off the top with that question. Tell us a little bit about your story, and I think it will really connect with some of the leaders. Right.
2: Well, I'm—I have to start out and say I feel so privileged that, to be invited. Usually, I'm on the other side, and I'm told not to say anything. Right. Uh, right. So Don't being make able a to noise. talk, yeah. <laughs> now, well, I—I I have to start. You know, I guess my salvation story is: I was 16 years old, and. Um, I mean, we would get on the van that come in front of the house every June and, and go to Vacation Bible School, but not really raised in church, um, so uh, my grandpa was kind of the patriarch of our family when it come to church, so when we visited him, we'd, we'd definitely go to church, but he passed away in, uh, in 98 and uh, went to his funeral, uh, didn't really... Uh, think anything was going to happen but kind of cross paths with the good lord there Uh, i remember the preacher preaching and it you know it's that story i felt like he was talking to me and it being that happened when i was 16 when i was 13 years old i remember going to church and just feeling like that that was for somebody else and it wasn't you know it wasn't wasn't for me because i always put things in names you know i didn't have a name i was just a, a kid from empire alabama and uh felt kind of hopeless well that was one thing god spoke to my heart the first thing is there there is hope and um it's fantastic it's it's something that uh i love to think about because uh, we all you know i don't have a personality complex i I don't think so but uh it it is something special to think that you know god loves us and, and he's able to to call us out even from Empire, Alabama. Just so.
0: Yeah, in the midst of your grandfather's death, a tragedy in your <coughs> family, the Lord brought good things.
1: That's oh, right, I mean, right. right. So, That's right. a good reminder that funerals are important. That's right. Yes. You never know. That's yes. right. Yeah. Well,
2: I, I I tell people all the time, and I get the opportunity to preach several funerals. You know, nobody wakes up and says, you know, let's go to the funeral home and looks forward to it. But it, it does have special meanings. Uh, yeah Great opportunities to share the gospel. Right. When,
0: when families have lost someone, I mean, there's so many things. Uh, some people try to say to comfort people and 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 it's kind of comes off comes across as being disingenuous right, but sharing yeah. the gospel I mean that's the greatest gift I believe we can give right. uh, the gift of hope to people yeah, so absolutely. there could so, be a Kevin in the crowd that's exactly that's right. Right. So, that's right so so Kevin uh, your salvation experience uh, you came to know the Lord at 16 and then it wasn't very long after that you felt like God was calling you to ministry and you served in uh, smaller, maybe rural type settings right. and normative sized churches that we call here. Uh, you've been a senior pastor for a while, and and then you came on uh, board at Grace and serve, have been serving with us a little over about three and a half years yeah, now. So yeah.
2: time flies. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I was I was a senior pastor for two churches uh, for about twelve years combined, and um, loved loved every minute. Fell in love with the people that God allowed me to uh, minister to, and. Still great relationships there. Uh, just kind of didn't have a, a... I mean, I had friends as far as my, my people but and my family, but just kind of reached uh, a burnout point, mm-hmm. just to be honest. And uh, kind of stepped back from, not ministry, but just stepped back uh, from pastoring and just wanted to find uh, a new way. I, I, There's the only way I can describe it and and god uh blessed that and allowed us to to kind of step back and uh reevaluate and uh ended up at grace and uh, you know when we resigned the last church it's one of those things where i prayed for a very long time i mean it was probably a year before before we stepped stepped away and uh let everybody know and and, and went that path and left the church that last time and everything was good. I I even made a request. Uh, Can I do donuts in the parking lot? <laughs> <laughs> and they said no. But I'll never forget uh, getting in the car and everybody in the church parking lot. It was a smaller church. Had left and we were just kind of sitting there. And I I looked at my wife and and, and kids were in the back. And they really weren't paying attention. They didn't know you know what was really going on. I looked at my wife. I said, "We are not getting out of church. We're we're going to use this and God's going to." God's going to show us some things. And man, it was just immediate, you know, uh, Andy called. I, I honestly think two days mm-hmm. and uh, Facebook, uh, the word got around that we wouldn't pastor. And uh, then he invited me to come preach there at Grace. And he, I, I don't think he knew what really, what was going through my mind on, I'm looking for something and I don't know what I'm looking for. And he called me, I mean, uh, called me back to his office and, we just started talking about discipleship and uh my antenna went off on that. Like you know, let's let's talk more, let's go into more detail on this and and it's been uh awesome ever since. So and it was almost immediately when that conversation happened, uh God kind of put a highlighter on that and said, This is this is this is what you need to, to pay attention to because there was many, many times uh, people would come in uh, to the little church there, and they 'd love the preach and they 'd love that and I always felt like there's more to
1: this yeah. and mm-hmm. so so talk a little bit about that because i mean you'd pastored for twelve years mm-hmm. and you 'd never really been exposed to that that idea of disciple making discipleship that had to be kind of new to you first of all, but I mean talk about that process of of kind of understanding what discipleship really is and and why that was, that was a draw for you? Well,
2: I, I think now and I, I can look in the Word of God and see the relationships, even in the Old Testament, you know, those that uh, tagged along and, and walked along with, with one another, and then you come to the, the New Testament and you see Jesus and how he interacted with his disciples, and then I go to Timothy and see how Paul engaged with Timothy, and I think I, I read those for years, and I it was it was literally right there, and it's almost something to me, and I try to explain it to people when you when you're praying that the Lord show you something like discipleship, like hey, uh, being intentional on on. Uh, being a part of somebody's life to the point to where they have access to you, and, and you have access to them in in a spiritual way, uh, truthful. Um, uh, if they have issues, you know you, you you got somebody. And you know, ultimately, we're not made to do this by ourselves, and it it never it it never ends in a healthy way when somebody. Thinks that they're in this by themselves. Mm-hmm. So That's right. That's right. Uh, that was the that was the thing that once I saw I couldn't unsee. Yeah. You know. Yeah. So um, and I'm still learning. I'm still. I'm uh, God still uh, kind of blows me away mm-hmm. when I see even relationships that I have now. How God is maturing those things in a way that if it wasn't for uh, discipleship uh, in a in a biblical way. May not may not ever encounter that, you know. That's right. So, and then personally, uh, having guys around like you, mm-hmm. you guys, uh, friends in ministry, you know, that will that will be honest and 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 walk along uh, in good times and and in, in problems. So that I mean, it's it's a huge thing. So it
1: is, and so I'll ask this because you know, Andy's your 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 pastor. Do I, do yeah. I need to leave the room? <laughs> That's right. right. So, <laughs> so step out. So. I mean that's a huge difference, right? So you were kind of honestly on an island for twelve years yeah. as a pastor, right? And now you have these relationships, you have a network, you're being discipled, you're discipling others, but at the same time, you've been a lead pastor for twelve years. Now you're you're not you're a second chair guy for now, and and you know you've done associate stuff. You've certainly been in a teaching role at Grace. You're doing student ministry as well. So talk about how that has gone and kind of your experience with all that and how God's used that I explain it like this it's almost
2: made ministry new Mm. like I I like to go back and and sort of scratch my head and sometimes I have to pray for forgiveness (laughs) for the last, uh, for the 12 years that I did minister, how did I not incorporate this? Mm. Because you see it in all age groups I get the opportunity at Grace Now to do a lot of the, the student work there and Man, they long for that. They long for somebody. The, the, their worst nightmare is doing things on their own. I have a a, a 13, uh, you know, she be 14 soon, 14-year-old 14 daughter. If she feels like she's in in something alone, it, it's a nightmare to her. Mm-hmm, yeah. So, and that's what I say, every age group within your church uh, has that those same fears. That's right. Well, even being a pastor, you know, for 12 years, I just assumed that was par for the course. So that, so that's why when, when, uh, when God really showed me that uh, through, through, you know, through uh, Andy and other and other people, it was it was so refreshing. It was just like, wow, I can minister and I don't have to do this by myself. You know, I, so. Uh, and you don't have to come up with
0: something fancy or catchy or anything. Just well, right. Just do what Jesus did. Yeah, I mean, right. Right. And no. it works in every area of ministry. Yeah, uh, the blueprint is absolutely there. Mm-hmm. So, well, Kevin's kind of a like a utility player on the baseball team. I mean, he he plays all kinds of different positions, and we're thankful to have him serve at our church. I mean, he's a part of our praise team. His wife, him and his wife, are just a crucial part of ministry there at Grace. And you've you've helped me tremendously as the the pastor, being a pastor and having a pastor's heart, uh, you've been supportive and encouraging and, and you've had my back, you've prayed for me and, and I appreciate that. And it's been neat to see how God has kind of uh, led you these, these last three and a half years to, to open your eyes, to see some things and to, to see your passion. I mean, we've had our moments where we disagreed, but we also realized, Hey, we're, we're in this together right. kind of a thing. And, but we've also been through some tough things together as well that God's kind of cemented that friendship and that partnership we have and I, you know as, I, as we're sitting here talking today I'm just thinking about all those people who have staff at their church mm-hmm. I mean first off uh, we Kevin and I talked early on about being intentional about staffing our church with uh, part-time bivocational and volunteer people to, to lead key areas of ministry because we want as much uh, opportunity to have resources freed up to do ministry in our church our community and do missions as possible and uh you've been bivocational, uh, your your time in ministry and i've been by vocational around so that kind of blended well but what we've seen happen in our church god's really blessed and and he's used you as a big part of that so for you to take a on a role uh, that a lot of people would say you know what no, I've been a lead pastor. I'm I'm, right. I'm 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 above that. I'm so it's been neat to see God do that. But for for you to take on this this willingness to say, you know what, no matter where I'm at, I'm gonna make disciples. Right. right? That's very encouraging. And I'm telling you, somebody listening or watching today may be wondering, all right, I, I don't know what to do. I, I would encourage you, wherever you're at, whatever you're doing, make disciples. Yeah. Right? I mean pour your life into something. Yeah, grab a few people. And take them on the journey with you to follow Jesus. Yeah. So.
2: And that's what I was going to say is uh, once you realize that you're in a place to where you're approaching uh, boredom or burnout, whatever whatever you want to call it, uh, you've got to recognize that's not a good place and that's not what, what Christ intends on us to be in ministry. And uh the great thing about it is is uh there are folks out there there's resources out there but th- there are, there are people that that you can touch you know, <laughs> yeah. that are are that's willing awesome. to help and um that's been huge to me that just the whole knowing that that man I I'm I'm not by myself but I don't have to be by myself so right. Um, Well, I've got a question for you, not just as your pastor, okay, but as uh, a co-host of this
0: podcast, knowing some people are listening, probably thinking the same things. All right, you went from serving as the lead guy to a second chair guy. Are there things that you have learned and experienced in the last three, three and a half years that you wish you could go back and tell yourself as a pastor of, of being the lead guy for 12 years and... You know, maybe somebody's listening who may be in that second chair, thinking they want to be the lead pastor. What would be something maybe that you would tell yourself or tell somebody that's listening that may be in that position?
2: I, to you, don't have to have all the answers, mm. and you you don't have that's to a good answer. Yeah, you don't. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm telling you yes, that. No, <laughs> <yeah, yeah. laughs> no, because this is, is really an intervention for Andy. <laughs> that's young. Yeah, right. yeah. <laughs> Because I think sometimes when you're in that role of lead pastor, you feel like you have to have an answer to all the questions, and sometimes you just don't right. you know so and it's never it's you're not helping anybody by uh, pretending that you do so that's um, and that's where I was and i, I and i you, you said think back, I can think of the moment where it was like the the dawning factor of i don't know the answer to this question right. um. Where where people would come and I couldn't realize how to keep them to stay. Yeah, and it there was no walking alongside of them. It was uh, let me know if you need something, and that and that was it. Mm. So you don't you know. And secondly, when you get to a place to where you you don't have, reach out to other other folks, you know. Um, That's good. Find somebody that if it's just one person that, that you can be yourself around. And um that, that that was huge for me, just to be able to and, and, and my guys right here that I can call and I you know, I, I can I can tell this is what I'm dealing with. So um that, that was that was huge to me. So
0: Well, I'm sitting here thinking, I'm I'm sitting in the room on a podcast with two of my greatest friends I've ever had in my life, trying not to tear up, thinking about how God has Mm. blessed me, you know, uh, how grateful I am for both of you. I don't know where I would be right now if it weren't for Mark or Kevin. Um, uh, It's just, it's it's very encouraging to know. I mean, that's that's what Kevin's saying. Guys, don't do this alone. Don't even attempt it. You know, if you feel alone, there's got to be somebody out there that's like-minded that wants that, that's hungry for that too. Uh, you know, it doesn't have to be necessarily a mentor who's 20 years down the road from you. It doesn't necessarily have to be a guy that's younger than you that you're trying to, it can be somebody in the same boat as you, you know, that you can, you can pour your heart out to and complain to, or that you can go and eat lunch with and laugh and and have a good time. So I'm, I'm thankful for these guys and the chance to, to grow as a, as a follower of christ as a disciple maker as a husband as a dad and as a a pastor so one of the things that kevin that i think that's unique about you want to talk about to kind of close out our time today that you're passionate about is the outdoors uh i've known you for a while and one of the things i've always known about you is you love to be outdoors Uh, you like to hunt you like to fish and and your family does too i mean and you like to 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 cook and eat what right. you kill. Yeah. So that's good. So, it helps right. that it all tastes good. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's not a bad, bad thing. So tell us a little bit about that. How'd you get started in, in, in your passion kind of grew from, from that. And, and also I know you well enough to know that you use that as an avenue of
2: ministry absolutely. as well. So. Yeah, absolutely. And, uh, well, I, you know, I was 18 years old before I ever went in the woods to, to hunt. And, uh, I did not know that. Yeah. Yeah. My, wow. my dad was a, he fished, loved fishing, but uh, he had a friend that uh, would make fun of him for not hunting. And so I went and got my license, and he picked me up at way early in the morning, way too earlier than I expected, and it was way too cold. And I, I tell people this: they uh, they drove dog, dogs and uh, uh, drove deer with dogs, and that means they just let dogs out and they chased the deer around. And it got really late in the morning, and uh, I thought he was coming up behind me uh, to. get me and i turned around and there was a big buck a big deer uh, behind me and i froze up i couldn't do anything (laughs) and people ask me when did you get hooked on on that that moment it was there so uh i've got the opportunity now and i honestly feel like i say this too much though but to incorporate uh discipleship i would rather go with somebody that has never been in the woods or never uh, hadn't been in the woods a lot and, uh, allow them to enjoy it and maybe teach them something along the way, but also, uh, introduce them to uh, the gospel, mm. the goodness of God and, um, also discipleship. Mm. You know, there's, there's a path for that in every outlet of life. Right. So, uh, but I do enjoy it. And, um, uh, probably to a fault.
1: But. <laughs> but you know that's a great example that God can use our passions, our hobbies, our interests to to advance the gospel, right. to advance yeah. his his, you know, mission of making disciples, absolutely. So um and and Kevin has promised to take me out in the woods and so I'm I'm not a hunter. So uh maybe maybe on a on a podcast to come, I can share my Ooh. love for hunting because he took me and maybe yeah, right. I'm hooked. Or oh, we'll do a podcast in the shooting house. We'll oh, just wow. be whispering. What a great idea. <laughs> I don't know how, I don't right. know how yeah. interesting that would look be. For some, look for some footage coming soon. <laughs> footage. So. That's right. And yeah. speaking of footage, okay, yeah. Uh, we're we can't gonna, ignore this. We're not going to put this out the there. This is the elephant in the room. How do I know, okay. where, this know where this is going? You know where this <laughs> is going. We're not going to put this out there. Kevin is famous in our area for something. Internet famous, so yeah. there's a viral video of Kevin. There's a couple actually, but my favorite. You know, is, we might even put a link to that in our show notes. We may, we may have to. But there's a yeah. there's a video of Kevin literally falling out of a truck, and he's got weak an- ankles, and and his <laughs> uh, his security system in his house caught it, yeah. and uh, I can. There's no audio. That's probably a good thing. Yeah. But it is the funniest thing on the internet, I- I'm telling you. It's well, I, get, I give
2: permission to,
1: to tag it on this because. Okay. Uh, well, this, this episode's probably going viral. Well, this, yeah. <laughs> one of those
0: moments in life where you mention, hey, I'm not laughing at you, I'm laughing with you. That's a moment where we're laughing at you. We're
2: Just laughing with you and at yeah. you. Well, know. to be fair, when people see it, they, they usually say, the bad thing about it is I watched it over and over and over. <laughs> and I have to say, I'm guilty of doing the same thing. And I always end it with, how did I survive that? I like the fact that it dawned on your wife in the middle of the night and
0: she woke you up after that happened and she said... I think we got that on camera. Let's we, go look let's
2: and go, see. And it, <laughs> and it was perfectly in focus yes. and centered. It was. was. It was. <laughs> it, I mean, it was
1: perfectly centered. And you know, uh, you know, my, I will say this, make you feel a little better. So my kids love that that video, and they refer to Kevin as the guy who fell out the truck. But uh, my, my wife, she's just got compassion. She's like, "Oh, that looks. That looks like it hurt so bad." I'm like, "Okay, well, it's fine." But she's laughing while she's saying that. <laughs> <laughs> but but Kevin, thank you so yeah. much for hanging out. I mean, you hang out anyway, but thanks for being a guest on the podcast on this side of the camera. Now yeah, yeah. right. right. get back over there. Right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So you know your place now. No, <laughs> I love you guys, and I thank you for having me.
2: But I thank you for for what you do in ministry. It, it is amazing. I I, I hope uh, by me explaining my love for you guys that y'all know that I'm not the only one that mm-hmm. that you guys touched in 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 your ministry. So it's it's fantastic. Wow. Keep
1: doing what you're doing. So. I appreciate that. And we love you, man. And uh, I know that those watching and listening have been encouraged and equipped to better lead in local church. Thank you so much for watching and listening. See you next time.
0: Thank you so much for listening to this week's episode of the Church Leadership Podcast. Don't forget to share, subscribe, and even review our podcast on your favorite podcast listening app.